Greetings, this is Shane Ross, and this is the Edit Bay Podcast, Episode 48, Pre-Roll. The Edit Bay is sponsored by Blackmagic Design. Do you have the need to convert one type of signal to another, say HDMI to SDI? How about analog component to SDI, or SDI to HDMI 4K? Well, Blackmagic has you covered with their wide range of mini converters. And they have so many options that I might use my entire podcast listing every model. And they won't break the bank. Quality conversion at an affordable price. Blackmagic Design, leading the creative video revolution. A few years ago, I worked on a documentary series that aired on one of those 24-hour news channels. Now, I only mention this fact as it pertains to the story in a particular way. News organizations are laid out differently than regular TV networks. Okay, when we normally do a documentary series, you have the network that wants a show done, and they farm out that job to a production company, and their production office is in one location, and editing typically happens at that location. And then the online, the place the show is color corrected and output, is at another location, and the audio mix, another location, all separate facilities. In news, it's different. Everything is in one spot. The network contains everything. The newsroom, producers, editors, editing equipment, online, audio mix, machine room for output, and satellite transmitter. So you have offline your creative cut happening in one room, and then down the hall the online. Although more often than not, things are cut at full resolution. But not all the time. And then perhaps upstairs is the mix, and then they output to another room across the hall. Everything is in walking distance. Because of the way they are laid out, the network did things... Because of the way they are laid out, the news network did things a certain way. A way that didn't mesh too well with how normal documentary television is made. And by that, I mean the show was cut at the production company. And that was done until they achieved picture lock. That means addressing all the notes from the network. And then it was sent to the online facility, in this case me, and also to an audio mixer. But we weren't across the hall, but rather across the valley from one another. And then I would take the show to another facility to be output to tape, after marrying audio to picture. This network deliverable called for three HGCAM SR tapes, a texted master, a textless master, and a second textless master for the promo department. Now just so you know, an HGCAM SR tape output at this time cost $600 for each tape. So the output was an $1,800 endeavor. So, picture locked, we onlined, color corrected, did the audio mix, output to tape, sent to network, and then they proceeded to give us notes. Fixes. Changes. This is not how things normally work. Usually the only notes you get when you send a tape are QC notes, quality control, technical issues that need to be addressed. No, this network gave picture and audio notes. And not only that, story notes, cuts and trims, meaning basically we did not have picture lock. And they said this was completely normal for them. I guess so when all you need to do is simply walk across the hall, make a small trim, or adjust the audio, and then output to the same tape. But no, for us, this is huge. The network was across the country, so they have to ship the tapes back, and then two separate locations we'd have to do the fixes, or a third if they gave story notes, so that'd be back to the production company, and then the tapes would need to be output again. And this was a large cost even with reusing the tape stock. And the budget for this production was too small to really accommodate this. 
Well, after having this happen after the first delivery, and then them trying to do it for the second delivery, it took a rather diplomatic call to the network producers to explain the situation, that this was a very expensive endeavor on our end, and that we weren't arranged like they were. It took a bit of back and forth because they were adamant that this is the way that they always did things, but it finally got to a point where we didn't have to output to tape for their final notes, but were rather able to post a quick time file for them. So that settled that, and we were finally okay with a modified workflow, and things went smoothly for about a year. And then, one day, we delivered a standalone special to them, and received an email. The first line of this show is being cut off. We can only hear about the second half of the first word, and sometimes I even hear the first word at all. Only the second one, and we checked all the tapes, they have the same issue. Well, shoot, how the heck did that happen? I checked my timeline, it played fine, I heard the word. The network was sending the tapes back, but needed the output really soon as we aired in a few days. So we output to three new HD Cam Star tapes. And remember, these tapes cost $600 each, so another $1,800 delivery. An expensive fix. And both I and the tape operator checked each tape. We both heard the first word just fine. Perfect. We sent off the tapes. The next day, I got a call from the network. Sorry, but these tapes have the same issue. The first word is being cut off on all the tapes. Are you sure you addressed this? I was sure. I told them that we checked each tape and they were fine, but the network insisted that they were cut off on their end. I couldn't figure this out. I mean, a word doesn't get cut off from three tapes during transport, so why weren't they hearing them? I asked them a couple of questions trying to troubleshoot the issue. The last one I asked was, how are you playing these back? With a deck connected to a monitor or speakers? Thinking that it might be some technical issue on their end. Their reply was, well, we put the tapes in the HDCAM SR deck in my office. It's connected to a broadcast monitor via single cable, SDI according to our engineer. Well, I put the tape in, queued up to the one hour mark, and then I press play. Now, I'm pausing here for a moment because many of you are now shaking your heads or laughing or are in shock over that last statement, as I was when I first heard it. I was so shocked that I couldn't speak. It was only after I heard, hello, are you still there? that I responded to them. Okay, for those of you that don't know what the issue is, and I suspect that many won't as you haven't had to deal with tape, one thing that happens in a news station when they're about to cut to a news story that's on tape is that a few seconds before they cut to the story, the director will call down to the machine room and say, roll tape. It'll roll for about five seconds as the anchors finish introducing it, and then the director will say, cut to tape. Now, why start it before they're ready to cut to it? Why not press play right when you need to? because a tape needs to get up to speed. It doesn't go from zero to 60 in no seconds flat. It takes it a bit to get up to speed. And during that getting up to speed, no audio can be heard. And picture might roll or glitch a little. So, when the network producer was parked at the very first frame of video and pressed play, the first second of audio didn't play. The first word was cut off. Now I was a bit shocked that this producer, who works in a news environment, didn't know this. When I explained it, I had them back up the tape a few seconds and press play. They said, oh yeah, we hear it when we do that. We heard it on the first tapes that way too. But that meant that the first word is hitting before the one hour mark, and we needed it to happen right on the hour. More silence on my end. I really couldn't believe this was happening. Well, no, I explained. It's not happening before the hour mark. It's right on the first frame. You aren't hearing it because that's how you start the tape. You can't start the tape at the one hour you have to give pre-roll. To which they replied, 
Well, that's not how we do things here. Tapes are loaded into the server and parked on the first frame, and then we press play, and it's fine. Now, then I had to explain that digital files don't need pre-roll, but tape does. Now, normally I have little morals at the end of these stories, uh, so I guess the moral of this one is that even if your job isn't a technical one, like a writer or producer, you should still know a bit about the technical limitations of the equipment you're using to do your job. Alright, that's it for this week. Please join me next time for a story from The Edit Bay. <laughs>